0: What is up, guys? Welcome back to The Hungry Few Podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest and my good friend, Devin Pacheco. And he is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and an amateur grappler. Dude, thanks so much for coming on today. I know we're going to have a good time.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me.
0: So let's start with, uh, let's just talk a little bit about how you started getting into MMA and your background there.
1: I was getting bullied in like third grade. And so my mom was like, I want to put him in a real martial art. So she put me in boxing and jujitsu, and I kind of gravitated towards the more jujitsu side because it's more fun as a kid. You're basically rolling around and you're doing all these weird things to other people, and people are doing weird things to you. And it's really hard to get hurt in that situation, especially Mm -hmm. as a kid.
0: But in boxing, you're getting punched in the face.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I fucking hated getting punched in the face. Like even if I get hit in the nose in the gym, I'm like, this is why I never did boxing yeah oh makes sense
0: yeah Suck. sucks to get hit
1: right on so for people who don't really understand
0: what jitsu is dive in deeper to that and what makes it different from other martial arts
1: okay so jujutsu means the gentle art so basically means that jujitsu is for smaller guys like me it's to overpower bigger guys using their own strength and technique by using your own size and ability against it so if you're bigger and you're muscling me that doesn't really help you because I can just leverage that so easily to sweep you or trap your arm or choke you or wrist lock you. hundred percent. I learned
0: that a a lot
1: this week rolling with you for everybody uh,
0: listening in. I'm probably 245 pounds right now. And how much do you weigh, Devin?
1: 170
0: right now. He's 170 and he probably submitted me about 14 times in the span of eight minutes. So uh, there's proof right there, but it really is crazy how, you can be uh, so much bigger than someone else and they can just dominate you. With oh yeah. But
1: power. it also, it also depends on like skill too. Cause if you're forty and you have like the same experience as me, it's not going to be as fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do <laughs> you like the whole like size difference yeah. thing works so great in jujitsu because it's supposed to be, I have experience and you have little experience, but if we have the same experience, but you're bigger than me, it's going to be way harder for me. Yeah. Now you know how to weight. Now they know how to weight themselves against me. And I'm just, I'm struggling out there.
0: Yeah. So if you're the same skill, weight doesn't matter. It's just who, I mean, if you're the same skill, weight does matter because you're going to have more strength at the same time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the only problem with it.
0: And that's the the martial art that you stuck with the longest, right? Over every other martial art. Is it for that reason?
1: Yeah. I just liked rolling around a lot. My mom really in me to go to class every day. Mm. There was a point where I was training six days a week from middle school to high school. Dang. So there's isn't so like every other weekend was like a new tournament. Every day was sneak training, like hard training. I had a good coach too. So she was very on to me being like a world class grappler. Because she was too. And I mean to get good at jujitsu
0: to get to a black belt in jiu-jitsu, it takes longer than any other martial art, right? Yeah, nine years on average. Nine years on average. That
1: the the fastest one is BJ Penn for three years. And I mean, you have to be
0: consistent to yeah. to get that. Not even,
1: right. not even consistent. You have to be good at the sport. You have to be, you have to be able to teach too. Mm-hmm. You can be a black belt if you can't teach. Teaching and competing and showing up to class consistently. That teaches you other things
0: too. When you're consistent in this one area, I feel like you're going to carry it over to other areas in life as well. Yeah. And so I feel sure. like just by doing Jiu-Jitsu and showing up every day, You're really practicing consistency, which will carry over to every other area in life, especially I'm sure a lot of like entrepreneurs are listening to this. And one of the hardest things about entrepreneurship is you don't have somebody else telling you what to do when you have somebody else telling you what to do your whole life growing up, going to high school, going to college. You're told you have a certain schedule and when you actually need to show up and you have certain days that you have classes and you just know that I have to show up here when you start a company you don't have somebody else telling you you need to be there. So it's your own discipline, you know? You yeah. You hit the news button if you want to. You can sleep in if you want to and not show up at the office at seven when you said you are going to be there at seven, but then you're not going to go far, right? You have to practice doing it when you told yourself you're going to do it. And I feel like jujitsu is a really good avenue to help you
1: get there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that do jujitsu. There's a lot of entrepreneurs like yourself. There's a lot of, I mean, I met doctors, I met lawyers casual businessmen, realtors, and there's everyday fighters. Hmm. A whole range of jobs that come through. So
0: tell me more about that. You've, I mean, you met a ton of people through jujitsu. I feel like there's a big
1: community aspect there too. Oh yeah. Especially down in San Diego, which is the hot spot for Jitsu. All the big names are down here. All the best schools are down here. So, I mean, you're just constantly meeting people. The weather's perfect down here for Jitsu too. Because sometimes, I remember during COVID, they were going outside and training by the beach. On the go mats. Yeah. They got to keep training no matter what, especially yeah.
0: the Brazilians. Oh yeah. <laughs> not, not letting COVID stop them.
1: No. Brazilians okay. not care.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a, I feel like it's a, a whole culture too. Everybody that we train with in Jiu-Jitsu, like we're really good friends with, right? You're Yeah. You're like brothers. I mean, there's a quote that I really like. It's the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Essentially meaning if you do hard things with people, Your relationship is going to be closer. Blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Water of the womb, your actual siblings.
1: Yeah. And so when you're literally
0: practicing murder on each other every day, you
1: get pretty close. It's like the it's like the guys in the military. They're all like best friends and brothers to the day they die because they're doing the same thing together.
0: Perfect example. Yeah. When you when you're doing something hard together, you're going to grow because you suffered together. Especially when you're trying to break your buddy's arm. Hundred percent. I mean, you mentioned earlier that. Bullying was one of the reasons that you got into jiu-jitsu in the first place. Tell me more about that. Do you think that that helped with the fact that you were getting bullied?
1: Yeah, I was taught to be more patient. One thing every fighter is taught is, or is told, is you don't pick fights with other people. You don't try to fight other people because you don't know what they're capable of. Yeah. like You look at, you look at uh, Mikey Mishimi, that small white kid on the East Coast. Small little white kid with glasses one of the most dangerous key grapplers in the world right now. Yeah. Around like the 140 weight. you would fuck up anyone who's twice his size on the street. 100%. But I, yeah, I got in a few fights. I just casually put people in the chokes. <laughs> I put them in a rear naked choke and I'm just like sitting there and like, I'm not squeezing it. I'm just holding it. Yeah. But it's that fear that they've never been strangled before. And you have all this power and like, you're going to punch me in the head. But as you punch me, I squeeze it tighter and it doesn't help you. <laughs>
0: yeah. You learn real quick to stop hitting.
1: Yeah, you Uh, learn real quick when you go to sleep.
0: Yeah, and you were talking earlier, you said it's literally called the gentle art. Jiu-jitsu in Japanese means the gentle art. And the whole premise behind this martial art is to really end a fight without hurting anyone. And I know Coach Jeff always talks a lot about verbal judo. And how do you end a fight before it even starts, you know, and not be Mm -hmm. confrontational. And with my experience, it's always the guys that don't know how to fight that want to fight.
1: Yeah, Uh, been there for sure. People try to fight me. and I'm just like, I would do it, but I don't want to because now there's a risk for me getting hurt Mm. or a lawsuit if I hurt you or if I end up hurting you, breaking your arm. 100%.
0: Would you recommend that parents put their kids in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or any other martial arts?
1: Yeah, you should put your kid. in. I think every child should be in Jiu Jitsu or at least any some sort of fighting martial art. Learning how to fight is one of the best ways to prevent bullying because now these kids have an outlet of their anger on each other in a controlled environment. They're less likely to fight other people because now they have this ability to know that if I'm dangerous, someone else might be more dangerous. They got fucked up at a tournament last week. Doesn't mean that they can fuck up the kid on the street. Yeah, it's
0: true. I 100% agree. I think that it has the potential, especially jujitsu, has potential to end bullying. Because like you said earlier, people hate to get punched in the face. I mean, most fights end with one punch. Somebody gets punched yeah. and like, oh crap, that hurt. I don't want to get hit again. Where with jiu-jitsu, going back to it, it's the gentle art, it's literally ending the threat, right? You're taking away the threat of getting hit, taking them down, and you can either hold them because you're, you have so much control. You can hold them until they calm down and then you can walk away or you can just put them to sleep and then walk away, right? Yeah. And so it, I think that could be huge if they made that somehow like a mandatory thing in school systems. I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Well, that's why they have wrestling in <laughs> high school. Yeah. Wrestling is the same thing as jujitsu, but you're not submitting someone, but you're full control yeah, of their body. That's true. When I like cause I was a bouncer for a while. So like when people sized me up and gave me shit, like all I had I didn't have to punch you. All I had to do was shoot a double leg. Now your back's on the ground. And now you're just completely fucked. Mm-hmm. So I don't even need to throw a punch. Yeah. Unless they drop me first, yeah, that's true. Then guard pullers for days, right? Yeah, guard pullers are dangerous. You let them.
0: When I first started, I was pulling guard a lot. Coach told me that I look like a little kitten, like playing with <laughs> playing with a <the> ball. <laughs> <on the back>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, all right, message, message received. Message received. like, you're a du- big dude, you know, play play like you're a big dude. But dude, let's let's go into. Um, other martial arts you've trained too. You, you said you've trained judo, Muay Thai a little bit, boxing a little bit. Yeah. Um, why did you get into those martial arts as well? That was after jiu-jitsu, right?
1: Yeah. So why did you get into those? I got into boxing because of bullying and then kind of got out of it and I didn't like it. Then my coach moved to San Diego Combat Academy when they first opened and I was training there and they had a Muay Thai class. So I do the kids class. I was around like 13 at the time. I'd go to the kids' class, and then i will go over to the adults' Muay Thai class. And I just like throwing kicks. Then kicks are the most fun thing to do besides choking someone out. I did that <laughs> for a bit. That Joe Rogan kick? Yeah, he's a fucking dangerous guy. He also <laughs> did Taekwondo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like throwing kicks. I don't mind getting kicked, actually. I'd rather get kicked than punch. It's weird, even though kicks are more dangerous. Yeah, I wouldn't.
0: Um, it sucks to get kicked
1: yeah i know i trust i've been i've been kicked by a professional muay thai fighter in the thigh and it just dropped me like a bag of bones oh, I bet. Yeah, no I bet. bruise either it went straight to the bone
0: we were going at like five percent and i got kicked and i just started crying
1: <laughs> you're like what yeah. am i doing uh, this for yeah and then i got into judo because how did i didn't get into judo i don't know i just got into judo i trained underneath uh sensei zumi mm-hmm. he's one of the he's a red belt one of these um original japanese guys that came over to america one of those firsts that came over to america that showed judo and he showed me some judo and then i got my green belt i did a few tournaments in judo but i didn't really go too far into it but Mm -hmm. it's a fun sport definitely teaches you a lot about how to throw someone
0: so does that help your jiu-jitsu game at all i feel like a lot of gyms don't really teach stand-up as much i mean you wrestled too so you you obviously had an understanding of it but I feel like a lot of gyms are on the ground so much that they don't really teach some of the essentials of stand-up, right? How do you actually get somebody to the ground? If you're against a boxer, like, I mean, some of Damian Maia's fights, you know, he's just getting – Yeah. Lit, keep standing him up. And if you don't know how to take someone down with judo or wrestling, then it's going to be hard as far as sport jiu-jitsu goes. I mean, as far as street jiu-jitsu goes – one of my favorite jiu-jitsu quotes is uh, Carlos Machado. One way or another, we're going to hit the ground, and when we do, we'll be in my world. I'm a shark in yeah. the ground, my ocean, and you never even learned how to swim. Yeah. Right? So it applies yeah. to the street 100%, but when you come to the sport jiu-jitsu, I feel like they miss that aspect a little bit. What do you think?
1: No, I think it's important for everyone to learn how to at least shoot a double leg, do a, sem- a simple sanagi. I did my fair share of guard pulling. I did my fair share of jump guard. I was really good at being able to tell who's judo, who was a guard puller, and who was a wrestler at tournaments. And I was always that guy who was like, you're a black belt in judo? I'm going to fucking out judo this guy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of fighting you in your own style, and then once you get to the ground, we're in my style.
0: You at his own game?
1: Yeah. Yeah, in terms of sports judo, my mindset is that if you're going to be a guard puller, might as well help you get to the ground and shoot a double leg on you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to let you get to the back i'm gonna get my two points first 100 but a lot of the a lot of like the good gyms like Attas, that's planet all the competition gyms they all start standing they all like to do standings and like learn how to shoot defend takedowns it's more of a different mindset like the ca- more casual gyms like like alpine mm-hmm. they're more about taking it slow letting people start how they want it's all a mindset of the culture of that specific gym
0: yeah, 100%. And it's, is. are you training to be a world champion or are you training for self-defense? Yeah. One of the questions I like to ask a lot on this podcast, it's called the Hungry Few podcast. It's it's all about people who have achieved something in life that is extraordinary, right? You, yeah. You've been in jitsu and sticking with it for so long. What is one skill that you've developed that has helped you achieve those results?
1: In jujitsu?
0: Yeah, or in life. What is one skill that you've developed that has helped you get to that that next level that most people don't achieve? I mean, most people, when they make their uh, New Year's goals, they literally last two days.
1: So, I mean, you're more, a hell a lot more than two days. Right? Uh, being a lot more individual, I guess. Being an individual sport, I've learned to not rely on others for a win, for my own self, like for a gain. So taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah, I've, I grew up an only child too, so I'm like a very, very independent guy. I'm pretty comfortable by myself and being in horrible situations by myself. Biggest accomplishment of probably getting my brown belt. It's just a really hard belt to get. Oh like, yeah, a lot of people don't train, to understand. Like when you post that picture, they're like, "Oh, congrats! I earned this shit."
0: Yeah, no, it's it's a long process to to get a brown belt. A lot yeah. of years on the mat, and consistency yeah. and. I mean, even to get your purple, which is below ground belt, you can't just be a an average person that goes every once in a while. You have to be consistent to get that, and that's even a level above that.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a it's a fucking bitch. Get your <laughs> belts in jiu jitsu, which is good in a way because it it applies to other areas, right? Yeah, for sure. Like trying to get a job, you have to keep going for it. Mm, no, quit after the first one. Yeah, yeah. We'll take a little side break, real quick. That's so true. I love the WD
0: forty story and how WD-40 actually got its name, is it took 40 freaking tries till they got the formula right. If they would quit at 39 really? formulas, they would never got it. it. Took them 40 tries to get that formula right. Oh, huh, I didn't know that. And so I'm, I'm huge on the mindset of once you have your goal set, don't give up ever. Because yeah. then when you refuse to quit, then the question isn't, yes or no, will it happen? The question becomes,
1: when will it happen? It's like my mom got it, She got her first takedown on me like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she's been training for like seven years. Yeah. And she finally hit her first takedown on me. She's like super excited about it. 100%. That's so true. So you talk about not, that too.
0: It's, I, it's pretty cool to have a badass mom, right? Training purple yeah. now.
1: Yeah. She's no joke either. No, she's not. Mrs. Risty. She's won like two tournaments. Dude, that's awesome. How did you get your mom into jiu-jitsu? After she put me into it, finally got her into it to train with me. Uh-huh. took her like four or five years after I started training. She just finally like decided to try it out, and, like help herself lose weight and get in shape. She finally got into it. She liked it a lot. It's the first sport she's ever done. So she's like, jiu-jitsu is like her, like her like her thing. She's been to every single tournament of mine. She's taken me to every class. So like jiu-jitsu is definitely like a huge part of my mom's life. Dude, that's awesome.
0: And it's super cool to be able to get other people into it. I know I've had probably 10 people that I've tried to get into jiu-jitsu. And it's really hard for people to make that decision. And even if they go to one class, they get wrecked. And then their, yeah, and their, their so ego gets hurt. Gets hurt and they never come back.
1: Yeah, they're like, this sucks.
0: Yeah, where for me, like I went in and I just got demolished. And I was like, damn, I got to learn this. Not, well, damn, I'm not coming back here.
1: Well, the huge difference between Jiu-Jitsu and other martial arts is that when you go in the boxing, you're mainly hitting pads all day. Yeah. You don't really spar anyone for a while. Mm-hmm. Jiu-Jitsu, you're straight up going to one other person who's much more experienced than you, and they're giving you the fucking, the good deal of what it's like to be choked. Yeah. And then you go in the boxing for like five years, you can you could go full five full, five years never punching a single person. That's true.
0: And then you have this confidence, and then... My yeah. and everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face
1: yeah and it's like it's cool if you want to just do boxing and like stay in shape that way but it's a totally different thing like when you actually know how to like fight to at least go spar i think that's why jiu-jitsu is really hard for people to get into your straight up getting thrown into the lion's den
0: yeah definitely which is probably really good for developing a mindset too you're putting yourself yeah. in an uncomfortable situation you're jumping in the deep end and you have to learn how to swim
1: yeah you're straight up going into deep end there's no there's no paddle boarding. let's sum up
0: this point why should people get into jiu-jitsu what are like the main reasons
1: health-wise mental wise oh it's, it's super healthy there's no other sport in the world that makes you use every single part of your body mm. like you know like defending defending open guard yeah you're ta- you're constantly turning you're pushing you're readjusting like your legs, your abs, your back, your arms, your neck—it's constantly turning in sideways, in yeah. and out, and then you're sore after. You got bruises and
0: yeah, that's you, especially true have- in open guard. I mean, you're literally using your abs. You're coming up if you're in a gi, then you're using your your forearms because grips. You're using your biceps pulling, back pulling, Then you're pushing with your tries, You're using your shoulders, your chest. I mean, it's literally every single muscle in your body. It's like your hip flexors, dude.
1: Then you're like, that, I never felt that pain before.
0: Yeah. No, it's a whole different um, cardio. You'll have triathlon okay. athletes come in and be like, "Bro, this is different cardio." You know, you gotta get used to it.
1: Oh yeah, I tell people like, "Yo, you're you're a grappler, so you must have great running cardio." I'm like, that's two different ball games here. <laughs> yeah. I can I, there's positions I can rest in in jitsu I'm just you're just straight running for an hour and re- running. I'm not two different cardio's. It really is. I, you can be in phenomenal
0: like, shape and come in and roll for two minutes and you're just winded and it's funny yeah, you, people do that because they come yeah, all the confidence in the world
1: like have you ever have you ever been super strong but not super have good cardio it's totally it's like you can't control guy it's just strength because you got yeah. another four minutes left uh, mentally what's more uncomfortable than getting put in a position where your arm can break you got to learn how to be calm in the situation where a ligament can pop you gotta be calm yeah. in a position where you can be put to sleep and embarrassed in front of everyone yeah it's true you've rolled with me I, like i i get arm barred and i don't tap to the arm bar even though my arm is straight and hyper mm-hmm.
0: it's
1: just it that's from me doing decades of a decade of jiu-jitsu and learning to be comfortable in the pain and comfortable in that trying to get out thanks so much for coming on
0: i think we got a lot of content here we Should do jiu-jitsu and hopefully this will inspire some people to get into jiu-jitsu or at least start to te- test the waters right
1: yeah just go with your buddy who already trains at the house yeah just check it go. out i've done that cool. a few times
0: Well, right on, guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Hungry Few, and we will catch you next time.